welcome to a recording of a short Bible-based talk from Hope Church Worcester. If you're in the area and you'd like to visit us, we would love to see you. We meet in our building called the Granary, which is located in the centre of Worcester. What I'm doing today is just continuing with the journey that we started some months ago. Um, for those that you've been around for a while, where we've just been going through a journey about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how that they are a demonstration that the that the God is with us, that they're evidence of the Holy Spirit amongst us, are His gifts amongst us, and. As I was preparing this talk, and today we're going to do miracles, okay? <laughs> so I thought, do I, do I do that one or not? And I thought, yeah, go for it. So, but before I was doing it, I was just thinking of one of the stories that, that Jesus told, parables that he told about the wise and foolish builders. Does everybody know that, that story where it says that the... Wise man built his house on the rock, and when the pressures and that came and the stuff came, the house stood firm, and the foolish man built it on the sand. And then it says that the difference between the two is the one that built it on the rock listened to what Jesus said and did the stuff. Whereas the guy that built it on the sand... He enjoyed the lectures, enjoyed the teaching, thought, yes, he's great, you know, apologies, but didn't actually do the stuff. And I'm really conscious with these kind of talks how easy it is for us just to be having lectures on a Sunday morning yeah. rather than actually doing the stuff. And I just, whatever I share today, you know, don't take hold of the lecture bit of it. Let's see if we can do the stuff. Because that's what it's really all about. And I just encourage you to, to, you know, if you think what I'm saying is true and authentic, let's have a go at doing the stuff, yeah? So I'm just going to read some scriptures, um, and then we're going to go into it. So I'm going to dot around with a few. I'm just going to read them out. So the first one is 1 Corinthians 12, which is where we've been going through, um, and... Despite what it says about my notes being verse 10, we're actually going to start at verse 9, um, just to confuse Steve. Right, it says, so it's listing through the gifts of the Holy Spirit here, and it says here in verse 9, which seems to have disappeared from my Bible, yep, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, and to another miraculous powers so that's what we're going to look at today miraculous powers so i just wanted to just to jump onto a couple of scriptures and just just read some of jesus's miracles yeah so the first one is in luke chapter 5 i'm reading 4 to 6 so Jesus is here with his, with his friends who've got their own little fishing business. Yeah? So that's, that's who they were. They, they, they were fishermen and they owned their own boats. It was their own little, little business. Okay? And Jesus had been borrowing their boats for doing some, some teaching. Yeah? And 
It says, when he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, put into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down my nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Yeah, so it's a miracle of Jesus helping someone miraculously with their work or their business, okay? Um, And then we're going to flip over to Matthew 14. And we're going to read verses 15 to 31. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the village and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. And they were all satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides the women and children. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat had was already a considerable distance from the land, busted by waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it's I, don't be afraid. Lord, if if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come down to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him. You are of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? So there's three well-known miracles of Jesus that we probably all know the stories. And I just want to just unpack something about miracles this morning and just see where we go, okay? And then Chris is actually going to do some, yeah? Is that right, yeah? Um, but uh, that was a joke there. But, but you know the, the expression, you know, where people say, who do you think I am, a miracle worker? You know, and yet here it says in... Corinthians, that part of the evidence of the Holy Spirit amongst us 
is miraculous gifts. Yes? yes? So there's something to unpack here. Yeah? yeah? If we, the scripture says, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. You know, this is an evidence of the Holy Spirit. There is something here. There's something not to be ran away from, even though it is a bit kind of freaky. Do you know what I mean? So what I'm going to hope to do today is try and demystify some of the miracles in Scripture and increase our expectation in the hope that we will see some miracles amongst us. That's the aim of the talk, yeah? Um, I remember the very first time I went to a church service that was called a miracles meeting. I, I was a young teenager. I'd just been filled with the Holy Spirit and I had no idea what to expect, but I kind of read the Bible and there was the preacher at the front and they got the, you know, it was a conference centre and they got these sort of water jug and the glasses of water. And I was totally convinced that, that they were going to actually turn that into wine, you know. Most disappointed when all they did was pray for a poo people that were ill and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what to expect. And I just want to just try and break some of this down and see if we at Hope can get hold of something new here today. Yeah? So I'm not saying we're up here. I'm saying let's try and get hold of something earthed that we can do the stuff with rather than listening to a lecture. So the first thing I did is, because I'm a bit of a Bible nerd, is I like looking at what the words actually mean. Because we might think we know what the word miracles mean. I think, you know, we all think we know. So I got it out. I got the, got the Greek out. And I was really surprised, actually. The word is exactly the same word as we talked about when the Spirit comes upon us. It's the word dynamis. Remember when we talked about being filled with power of the Spirit? So in actual fact, what it's actually saying there is that there are gifts of the Spirit that, that, that God gives to some that are dynamis, that are power. Yeah? Yeah? And the same word is what it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, you shall receive dynamis when the Holy Spirit comes on you. To be my witnesses, to tell people about Jesus, to preach the gospel, to demonstrate the power of the kingdom. And in the gathered church, there is dynamis. So all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, hang on a minute. This is something to get hold of here. That same power is what it's talking about here. It's saying... Dynamis, to some, there will be dynamis that's given. Yeah? And the thing about miracles is, is I don't know what you, you think about them, but, you know, if you watch Marvel movies and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just think of magic, don't you? And stuff like that. But actually, miracles are not magic. Uh, uh, you know, it's not rubbing the genie and the genie comes out and says, you know, give me three wishes. But they're actually demonstrations of the Spirit's power. That's what it's about. So it's talking about the one who holds all things in his hands. The one who knows everything. The one who creates everything. The one who has all power Got to bring some down to his people. Yeah? That's what it's talking about here. Yeah? So it's not talking about, you know, someone, someone in the church going around with, with magic powers or something. This is, this is the spirit coming on us with power. Yeah? And 
that's what I just want to just, just take us through on a journey today and just stir our faith for more of that. Because that's all I can do, you know. I can't turn any water into wine. Right. Um, and when we read those 1 Corinthians 12 about the gifts, we talked a while ago when I first started this about them being like in little categories that are gifts that are quite similar, bunched together. I remember we talked about prophecy, discernment of spirits, wisdom, knowledge, tongues, interpretation. How that? Well, it's interesting that these, that the three gifts here that are linked together, they're called faith, healings, and miracles. Yeah. So we we're not going to do a massive study on all of them today, but we're just going to put. So these three gifts are linked together, and the common thing about these gifts. These are the gifts where something tangible is demonstrated. Yeah? Where something real that you can see and get hold of is happening. Yeah? So our, our friend Claire over there, who told us our story at the six, her story at the six o'clock the other week, you know, Claire is now walking around. That's real, it's tangible, it's not fluff, it's not some kind of hype, it's not that. Claire, who for many years couldn't walk properly, is now able to walk. That is tangible, yeah? We are sitting here in this building that's, you know, there it is, all bricks, mortar, looks, looks nice, comfortable, enjoying it. It wasn't so long ago when we were a little church in a, in a, in a school, you know, as a trustee, I know this, just about breaking even, okay? And in some... Some points, we were actually thinking if we got enough to pay the leader's wages this month. You know, that, that was where we were. Here we are now. You know, we've not suddenly been full of very wealthy people. You know, here we are now in a building with over a million pounds that's gone into this. How did that happen? We can tell that miracle one day. But because... On the trustee side, you get to see some of that stuff and feel it. We've seen some stuff, you know. We had £10,000 once that we still do not know how appeared in the church bank account. The accountant just said, oh, you've got this extra 10000 So many stories like that, yeah? Um, and so that's what it is. It's real stuff that's really tangible. And here's my question to me and to us here. What is real about Jesus and Spirit in your life at the moment? What is tangible, yeah? What isn't just a lecture and, you know, learning some Greek words like dynamis, but what is actually real in your life where the rubber hits the road? Because that's where, that's what we're talking about here today. And when I've looked through scripture, it just occurred to me as I was reading it, and I've, I've never heard anyone say this before, it was just kind of an observation. There seem to be three types of miracle in Scripture. Yeah, and that was, I read one of each of the types this morning. There seem to be three types, and I just want us just to unpack those a little bit in the next few minutes that we've got left, because they all work slightly differently. And the first one that I've called, it's not a very spiritual title, but I've actually called it Divine Coincidence. Yes? <laughs> might, not, might not be what sort of the theologians like calling it, but 
to me, that's what it's talking about, you know. That's where something that's possible but very, very unlikely happens, yeah? So it's not magic. It's not something coming out of nowhere, yeah? But it's something that is possible but very, very unlikely. You know, Jesus, he calmed a storm. Storms stop, don't they? Yes? Things like that, yeah? You know, the times that we've asked God, I don't know if everyone's ever done this, has anyone ever not found anywhere to park, asked God for a parking space, just felt prompted to go in a certain direction and found one, yeah? God knew where that parking space was. It wasn't that he suddenly took some poor person's car who was there and just went, <laughs> boing, and created this way. Just to mean, it was something that, that could have happened, do you know what I mean? But the miracle was the fact that the Holy Spirit just said, go left, yes? As opposed to just endlessly driving around, getting frustrated, and then eventually finding one. That's, that's kind of different. And I'm trying to earth this a bit, you see, because the key with these things is, is it's God speaking and God's timing with these things that creates the miracle. Because he knows everything, right? So he knew exactly where those fish were. I don't think that he suddenly went into the lake and said, Bling, let's make some fish appear. You know, Marvel miracle or something. He knew that the fish were there and he said, put your nets down now, the fish were there. So many times I think about in work life and business where you just felt God just say to you, do this, and, it, and it's worked. People would say, oh, it was luck. That was coincidence. No, it was catching some fish because Jesus said, yeah? And I actually think that earthy miracles like that raises our faith to actually be listening to him. Um, I, I read, I've got a book that I really enjoyed called The Miracles of Exodus. It was written by a Christian who's a scientist, yeah? And he goes through all of the miracles in, in Exodus and he gives a scientific explanation of what's happened, which every one of them had, but he then talked about how that it was God just speaking to Moses at that time that caused that plague to come. That thing happened after that. That was the divine thing. That actually raised my faith, as opposed to thinking, oh, it's just something that can't happen or whatever. Yeah? Even the, um, where they crossed the Jordan, that apparently every 50 years or so, there's a thing that happens where the Jordan River just backs up like that. The divine miracle there was that God took them to it at that place at that time and said, yeah. And I found that really helped my faith. You know, some people think, oh, that's D kind of... You know, but, but I actually felt things like that, that that's practical, miraculous, how God works so often. The key was, is that the that, that obedience to the promptings of the Spirit. The disciples said, well, we haven't caught it all night, but because you said we'll put the net down, rather than, that's a waste of time, you know. It, they actually said, because you said so, I'm going to do it. Because you prompted me to turn left, I'm going to find a parking space. I remember one that thing that happened with me a few while ago, and this... To me, it was like amazing. To everybody else, would be, what? I was driving up the M6, right? And all this news started coming on of this major accident on the M6. The M6 is 
blocked, as it often is. That wasn't the miracle. That's something that happens very often. There's a, the, the, the M6 is blocked. Do not go up the M6. And I was heading on this journey up the M6. And the sat-nav had obviously picked that up at the time and was diverting you off. All the traffic was all heading off down the A road at, at, at at the, at, at the side, you can see it all, you know, when they pull off, they're all stacking up all the way down on the slow lane to get off, all the roads around, all jammed. And I just felt the Holy Spirit just say to me, really strongly, it doesn't happen all the time, that's what I said, it's just a, you can't manufacture this stuff. Just carry on. And I thought, no, no, no. I just really felt it, so I thought, okay, the worst that's going to happen is, I'm going to be stuck here for hours and not being able to go for a wee. So I just <coughs> so went past all the traffic, all queuing off. The sat-nav was um, throwing a webby fit, telling me to turn off, because the sat-nav, had, you know, when it goes black, when you, you can't get through, the sat-nav thought it was black. And I just carried on, and carried on, Whew, straight through. The traffic must have, they must have cleared it. I don't think God suddenly went and went boom and blew up all the police cars and that that were closing the road. But it was like he knew that, that was going to clear at that particular time before even the sat-nav did. And I went straight through. I remember that. It was just really cool. So, and, but the difference is, is you're, you're obeying that and stepping out in that faith. And these are tiny little things, aren't they? You know, they're not life-changing. They're not going to you know, totally revolutionise somebody's life. But they do build your faith. But the key is listening to what the Spirit's saying and saying, God, what are you saying here? Okay, I need a podcast. I need this. I need help with that. How are we going to do this? Yeah. So the key was, is they did what Jesus said. That's divine coincidences. The second type of miracle that's in Scripture is what I've called miracles of multiplication. Yeah. So these work a little bit differently. So the story about the loaves and the fishes, the feeding of the 5,000, but there are others in Scripture as well, about oil not running out and different things like that. And one of the keys of those is, is the initiative starts with God. We can't just, oh, let's go and multiply a load of loaves and fishes. Is Jesus said to the disciples, he said to them, 5,000 people, these people need to eat, you know. Right, you go and give them something to eat. What? You know, it's like the times when, you know, the Spirit of God just says to you, you know, there's a need or something like that. You go and meet the need. I want the money, you know. And the initiative there starts with God. And if we looked and unpacked what happened with the granary building, I would call that a miracle of multiplication. I don't mean that the, the money literally... But they took the little, the, foi, the, the few loaves and fishes that we had and sold a chapel in Kenzie, and that was what we had in our hand, and stepped out in that. As our friend Emmanuel says, you know, you do what you can do, God will do the rest. And it's like, what do you got, got, with multiplication miracles, it's like God takes that thing, that little thing that you've got, you've got to tap out in faith, you know. I know, it, again, it wasn't life and death for him, but the guy with the 
loaves and fishes, you know. He had to take his loaves and fishes. That meant he would be hungry because he had none if God wasn't going to do something. And it's a bit like that with those. You take out that little step of faith and you start on the journey and you find that God unpacks stuff. And that really does work. Again, initiative starts with, with God. It's not, oh, let's go and, you know, spend a, uh, you know, let's go and get ourselves in debt and buy a building. You know, it, it's, it's those kind of things. And, you know, it's like when you feel the spirit prompting you to give money that you, it's beyond what you've got to give. You know, oh, I've just got this little bit here. He says, no, you, you do it. You provide that need. And, but you haven't got it, so you step out with what you've got, and then you find some more comes, and it comes, yeah? And that's how it works. In actual fact, Jesus described the kingdom of God itself as being like this. He says it's like a mustard seed that you plant. So many of the parables and stories of Jesus, when he's saying the kingdom of God is like this, it's like some little thing that you take, plant, and it grows and multiplies. It's almost like a principle that God has in the terms of the way he works. Yeah? So it's not like he suddenly makes you mega rich so you can then go and do something. You take that little bit that, that you've got. It's almost like that's a principle, and Jesus says it. So it's, it's but that step of faith he's taken to take that seed. Yeah, if that seed, that little thing that you've got, that little, what you've got in your hand is all you've got, that little bit of time, for example, because it doesn't have to be money, it can be time, it can be embarrassment, stepping out, and you take that step of faith and you do that, yeah? And I just encourage us to start listening to what God's prompting you because it's so easy just to be passive, isn't it? And then you get those little promptings from God to step out in something and it feels like a bit like hard work and it means getting up early or giving something away or doing something. But it's just beginning to do that and seeing those miracles begin to multiply. Yes? And then the final one is the walking on the water. <laughs> Anyone going to give it a go? Um, <laughs> And these are, these are the miracles where the laws of nature are overwritten. In that case, gravity and whatever else keeps people up in water. And I actually think, when you read through scripture, people often think that miracles all fit into that category. And that category is so way out there. Who am I? I'm not a miracle worker. But actual fact, I don't think, yeah, Jesus was Jesus. I mean, he, he could do all sorts of stuff like this. But in actual fact, a lot of the miracles in Scripture don't fall, some do, don't fall into that category. And sometimes I think we set that bar at that level and think, oh, that's not for us. But actually, I, even those, they were totally initiated by Jesus, weren't they? You know, Peter didn't just think, oh, I'm going to step out in faith and jump out of the boat. He'd have just sank, because the laws of gravity work like that, don't they? You know? And, you know, sometimes there are impossible healings, aren't there, that come about, Claire, yes? You know, that's, that's where you are dealing with something that has gone 
against the standard laws of medicine and nature and stuff like that. But they're, they're, they're not fewer, but exciting when they happen. But I, I think if we're not stepping out with the little things, we'll miss those. Yeah? Um, so, because I don't think that God, as a rule goes around breaking his own laws. If he's the creator of the universe, he made all things, he knows all things, he, he created the laws of gravity, the laws of nature, the laws of that, he's not going to then go around letting Christians run around breaking those laws, is he? <laughs> Maybe you disagree with me, but really it's not, because otherwise the earth would be chaos, wouldn't it? Yeah, so which is why I think sometimes when you again you go back, you think of miracles as being magic. They're not. It's God working and demonstrating his power. And sometimes he may demonstrate his power by overriding some of his own laws because he's God. But if you hear some Christian preachers speaking, you'd think that just by having faith, We've got authority to go around breaking God's laws, you know. But it doesn't work like that, yeah? But he does tell us to pray for the sick, to be healed, doesn't he? He does tell us to seek him for stuff. And he does, miracles do happen from time to time. But the key there is obedience, again. It's the common theme through all of them. Is It wasn't that the... It was Jesus, God, that initiated this stuff. We're listening to him and responding to his promptings. Jesus said, step out of the boat. Yeah? Um, he said to, you know, people, get up and walk. Didn't he? Take your bed, get up and walk. And the key for us is learning to hear what the Spirit's saying and stepping out on that. And... just wrap it up with some application, is we can't actually hype or whip up any kind of miracle, you know. We can't just create this amazing musical atmosphere and think that miracles will happen. But what we can do is begin to raise our faith. What we can do is begin to say, God, I've got this impossible situation. I don't know what to do. Speak to me. What do I do here? How do I deal with this? I've got this illness. I've got this money problem. I've got this work problem. How do I deal with it? And then the spirit speaks to you. And that's when the miracle starts happening. Yeah? You know, he says to you, we've got this, these people in need that need, need so much. And he says, you meet their need. Yeah, but I haven't got that much money. So you take what you've got and you step out in faith and then you find he gives you some more and some more and some more. And I found that kind of that stuff works. It really does. Um, And the final thing I've got is let's encourage us to keep receiving dynamis, receiving power. And I'm just going to wind up now and draw to an end and hand back to Chris. But here's what I want to encourage us to do. 
so that we're not just passive sitting here, I encourage you, just as we're in here, just to listen to see if God puts someone on your mind or someone on your heart this morning that he might want to do a miracle for and listen to what he says. And then when we're having tea and coffee, go up to them and say, I felt God tell me to pray for you. I felt this from God, yeah? Or maybe he won't. I just thought, let's just give him a chance to do something like that. Yeah, let's just give him a chance to move amongst us. If you're struggling with something and you need a miracle... Rather than praying, God, will you solve this problem? Say, God, what are you, what are you saying here? What, have I, what do you want me to do? And it might just be, just trust me, do nothing. Yeah? But that's what I want to encourage you to do. So I'm just going to just finish by praying, hand back to Chris, because we've, we've run out of time, and just encourage us just to let's, let's do the stuff rather than just being passive, yeah? Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come upon us this morning. I just ask for more Dramamas. I ask you to speak to us this morning. Those that need a miracle in their life this morning, I just ask you to speak to them this morning and let us just see an increase of the miraculous. We hope you enjoyed the talk. Further information about Hope Church can be found at www.hope-church.org.uk Thank you for listening.